Looking for a CRM that's more Canadian than apologizing for apologizing? Meet Client Connector. Imagine high-levels genius, now with extra Canadian politeness and a dash of maple syrup smoothness. Courtesy of Blue Cow Marketing's Decade of Wizardry in Business Automation, this is where tech meets Canadian charm. For just $97 a month, you're not buying a system. You're getting a hockey team's worth of support, minus the ice. It's all the CRM power you need, with the personal touch of your favorite local diner. Ready to make your business as smooth as maple syrup and as efficient as a beaver dam? Paddle over to clientconnector.app and let's get your business saying sorry for being so awesome. So as we continue on our six-part journey into the customer journey, Today we're going to be talking about understanding and recognizing touch points and interactions along that journey and how you can leverage those to actually enhance the feeling, the experience, and the retention of your clients. And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome back to part two of six in the customer experience journey series. Now I decided to break this series up into six different parts because there's essentially six different areas that we look at when helping you with your customer journey. Last episode, we talked about understanding the entire customer journey and the different areas of that from the awareness, consideration, purchase, retention, and advocacy side or fans as we like to call it. But today, let's talk about different touch points and interactions. There's different terms for it. I've heard collisions, things like that. It's any point in which a prospect runs into your business. And that is not physically running into the business while coming through the door could essentially be one of those interactions. We're talking about when they see you, hear you, hear about you, all those different things are part of that customer experience journey. So let's deconstruct this. And if you haven't heard the last episode, you might want to go back and listen to that because it's going to tie in quite well to this. So we know that prospects become problem aware. That's the very top of that whole customer experience journey, their buying cycle, whatever you want to call it, but they come problem aware. There's something that's happening in their life that they need to fix. Now, there are two types of purchases. There's a towards purchase and there is a way purchase or an away purchase. And what we mean by that is they're either a towards purchase if they're buying something to lean into, to get something out of it. So, that would be, you know, let's say they're buying a pool, a car, an ATV, right? It's something that they want. It's something that is enjoyable, right? That is a towards purchase. And then there's the ones where they're away purchases. They're buying this to get away from a problem, get away from something. That could be like, you know, insurance or, you know, getting your roof repaired on your house because it's leaking. You know, nobody wakes up and says, oh, I really wish I could, could replace my roof today. No, nobody has ever said that. Um, so we, we think about that. Now, mostly the, the first thing, if we think about how people go about this process. So if you have a service place business or you sell a product and somebody comes problem aware to that and they say, I really need X, Y, Z, 
they're going to ask somebody that they know and trust if they have any recommendations. So the first kind of interaction and collision with that is getting people to refer you. Now, if you're a new business and you haven't done a lot of business, you don't have that word of mouth out there on the street. So we have to keep in mind of that, that you're probably not going to be on an evil, even playing field with that. But when you get those referrals out there and you get people talking about it, that is going to happen by having a consistent process in place so that everybody that comes through your business has an equally great experience so that they start to talk about it, right? So that one there, you don't have a lot of control over what they say. You can only give the best experience so they will say positive things about you. But from there, once somebody has recommended you, they're gonna go and look you up online, right? They're gonna do a Google search for your business name. So you wanna make sure that what comes up in that search is of the best possible presentation. So your website needs to be fast, it needs to be clean, it needs to be relevant, up to date. And having testimonials on there, making sure that you have Google reviews because that's gonna show up in the Google search and I guarantee they're going to check that out. So I, I did a session this morning for a group of business owners where we are talking about more of the, the tech side of marketing and I said to them, if you're gonna be getting reviews, I would strongly suggest focusing on Google reviews versus Facebook reviews because Google is the be all end all of the search. When people go to look for something, they're gonna hop on Google and they're gonna search it up there and the reviews show up right away. So if you're gonna pick one between the two, I would say lean in towards the Google side. So we wanna make sure that our, you know, our website and our social media is all up to date and relevant. One thing in there that personally, and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that feels this way, that gives the impression of not professional is the email address. Now I understand that Gmail and Hotmail and Yahoo is free and while we're running a business, we're trying to cut costs, but by all means, please get a branded email address. You know, I, I absolutely hate it when you see it on the side of a vehicle and it's like, you know, Joe's landscaping 23 at gmail.com, right? Spend the money, get a domain address and set up an email. Even if in the bare minimum, it's just an email that forwards to your other email because you're somewhat emotionally attached to the other one. From your branding marketing side, make sure you have that domain branded email. It's not a big expense, but it will go a long way uh, to kind of build that trust in there. So you wanna make sure that what comes up on that search is absolutely professional and on brand so that when they go from there, then they go over the social media because they most likely will jump platforms and look you up there to see, you know, are you actually active? What are some of the things that you've been doing? I know I would do that. You wanna make sure the branding's the same between the two, the messaging's the same, the same feel, and everything is consistent. Now, from there, from that point, maybe they're going to inquire. Now, if you've got a, a book, a consult on your website or a contact form or whatever it is, whatever that primary means of communication you want them to do, you're going to naturally be inclined to put everything on there. You're going to be like, here's a web form. Here's a book of this form. Here's an email. Hey, send me a fax. Send me a smoke signal, right? Send a canary up with a note. I don't care what it is, but 
the reality is people are going to be like, well, what do we do? Like, what's the process? So it may seem primitive to just have one means there, but make it your primary means. For us as a marketing company, if you go to our website, the main thing there is to book a consult. Pick a time, choose it, show up, let's have an awesome time, right? That's what it is. It's not call us or text us or do this or do that. So make sure that that is consistent. Now, once they've taken that action, now it's your time to really shine because now you're starting to converse with them. Even if they filled out a contact form, you can have an email that comes back and sets the expectation. So you're busy. Maybe you're not checking your email every single moment of the day. Maybe you set it to check at lunchtime and at the end of the day. Tell those who submit that's what you do. Have that auto reply come back and say, thank you so much for submitting your question. Just so you know, we check our emails at lunch and at five o'clock, so expect a reply sometime after that. It doesn't mean that you want to ignore them, it just means that they can expect it there because what they're going to expect is a high level of service. They're going to expect that if you have emailed them, or they have emailed you, sorry, or sent you a message, that somebody is going to reply almost immediately. But you can't unless you have somebody in that position. So set that expectation. Now, think about a physical experience. Maybe you go to you know, a doctor and it's, or an appointment or whatever, and then they say, you know, it's gonna be 10 minutes, once you have a seat, you know, there's, there's reading material, there's stuff on a waiting room screen, there's music playing, whatever it is. How can you replicate that kind of information, that type of, of entertainment or feeling with online while they're waiting for you to get back. You do that through nurture sequences, whether it's email or text message um, that you're going to do. If it's a longer kind of period that you know somebody's booking and maybe it's a two week out appointment to get there, you can utilize things like mail, like direct mail. You can send them a welcome package or something like that. But whatever it is, think of the, the white glove type of service that you can give to that prospect. So then the, you do that consult again, every stage between your interactions, between your touch points. So you do the initial consult. Now they're waiting for a quote from you. Again, here's your opportunity to nurture them a bit more, right? They've asked for the quote. They're leaning in a bit deeper into the process. Now you can start to educate them a bit more about why people love to do business with you right? Not essentially initially what it is that you do. They've already come over that part. Now it's why should you do business with me? Because that's what you want them to do at the next interaction. You want them to get the quote. You want them to feel comfortable, trust you, validate it, that it's the right decision for them and for them to say yes. And the best way to do that is show them other people just like them that you have helped and succeed with overcoming what it is that problem they had um, initially. So now you're going about your business, you're doing a lot of you know the initial work for them, whatever that looks. Now every business is gonna be different, but the goal with this is always keeping them feeling amazing and special and heard, right? This is follow-up, this is communication, right? A lot of times you're delivering communication just to you know service the, the project or the job or whatever it is. But once that job is complete, your job is not complete. I would argue the fact that your job is now equally more important because now you have the option to sell them something else if your business is set up that way 
or it is to get them to talk very positively to others about the experience so that when the other people that they know are looking for that solution to the problem, you are going to be that recommendation. So we do that with, you know, asking for testimonials, asking for referrals, sending out a thank you gift, you know, something that is going to really wow them. Now there's a lot of different ways that this can happen um, along the way. You know, one of the most unique ways, and I think I've mentioned this in a previous episode, was in the real estate world when I was living in, in the West Coast in British Columbia. Um, I went to a conference in the US and they were talking about this and what this real estate agent did to stand out was after they sold the house, so they were the purchasing agent, not the selling agent, their clients were going to move in. Now, when you move into a house, everything's packed up. And what do you normally do for food? You buy fast food, you eat it, you feel like garbage, that type of thing. What they did was they partnered up with a mobile catering service and that catering trailer, truck, whatever it was, came to the house, the people were moving in, they cooked a hot home-cooked meal there, had, they had all the plates, all the dishes, tables set up, whatever, they set it up and the family got to eat a home-cooked meal on the day they were moving in. How is that not something you are going to talk about? I am talking about it, now, I don't remember who it was exactly that was doing it, but if that was happening in your town, you knew about it, you would tell people about that, right? What is it that you can do to stand out to be the talk in the community that people are going to want to tell others about? Okay, so that, that's a lot of the different things that are there. Now, you can look at all this under a microscope. You can dig deeper and deeper into the process and figure out what it is that you can do in every stage even further than what we just talked about in this, you know, up to now 13 minutes of, of me talking to you about this. But that's what we do with clients every single day in building out that ideal customer journey. So think about those different touch points, those interactions. What can they be? How can they be even better? And how can they be in a means that your audience, your prospects, your future clients are going to love every step of the way? Now, the next episode that we're going to be talking about, we are going to look at how do you select the tools to help deliver this? Because you want to be able to scale. You want to be able to do a lot more business. And while there, there's a lot of different touch points, you can't do that manually. There will be points that you absolutely should do manually and not automate the entire process from head to toe, but you can't do it all. And how do you select that? And that's, we're going to dive into some of the, the tools over the last 15 years that we have used with clients. Uh, and we're going to talk about those in the next episode. So check it out. If you like this comment on the show, give us a like, subscribe, tell others. We love you. Love what you do. Keep growing your business until next time. Hey there, fellow entrepreneurs. It's Sean Wynott, the host of this podcast. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever wanted to transform casual customers into raving fans? Well, I have a program that will do exactly that. It's called the Customer Journey Amplification System, and it's more than just a program. I personally feel it's a game changer for any small business. Together, we'll dive into every touch point of your business and your client's customer journey, creating brand advocates who just can't stop singing your praises the whole way. You know, it doesn't just stop there. With our 12-month ongoing support, 
I'll be with you every step of the way for an entire year, ensuring that your customer journey is working for your business. So if you want an experience that resonates above your competition, I invite you to visit AmplifyMyJourney.com today and find out exactly what it can do for your business. And let's start crafting that legendary customer journey together today. I want to take a moment and thank the sponsor of our podcast, eWebinar. If you've been doing webinars for any time now, or you've even just considered starting to do a webinar, you should consider eWebinar. This platform allows you to do evergreen webinars with a feature set that is just like hosting a live webinar. Those that are in attendance can chat with you, can engage with your content, all in a recorded format. Check it out. You want to learn more? Go to bluecowmarketing.ca slash ewebinar. Looking for a CRM that's more Canadian than apologizing for apologizing? Meet Client Connector. Imagine high-levels genius, now with extra Canadian politeness and a dash of maple syrup smoothness. Courtesy of Blue Cow Marketing's Decade of Wizardry in Business Automation, this is where tech meets Canadian charm. For just $97 a month, you're not buying a system. You're getting a hockey team's worth of support, minus the ice. It's all the CRM power you need, with the personal touch of your favorite local diner. Ready to make your business as smooth as maple syrup and as efficient as a beaver dam? Paddle over to clientconnector.app and let's get your business saying sorry for being so awesome.